Hey, Cody Birch here. Welcome back to the Cody Builds a Business podcast and our alternative traffic series that we're doing here on the show. Now, we're continuing our series today with my friend Troopti, and she has used a platform called Skillshare to amass tens of thousands of students and then get them from that platform over to becoming a paid customer or joining her membership site. Now, I'm super curious about all the other ways that people are driving traffic to their business besides Facebook and Instagram ads. And when I saw that Troopti was using Skillshare, I thought I've got to get her on the show so she can share all of her ideas with us. You're going to love this conversation and let's get to the show. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. Hey, before we go to the interview today, I wanted to make sure you knew about my newest workshop. It's called the Laidback Launch Workshop, and it's something that I am really, really proud of because when you go to launch your next program, course, membership, mastermind, whatever it is, you can get kind of bogged down in the details. And the temptation is to go ahead and build the thing and plan a big launch and get JVs and affiliates. And it's actually the opposite of that that I teach in the Laidback Launch Workshop. We talk about how to validate your idea before you even build it, how to get your first few customers, and how to build social proof and momentum towards a big spotlight launch in the future should you choose to do that. So to check out the Laidback Launch Workshop, just go to codybirch.com slash laidback. All right, we now welcome to the show Troopti. Troopti, how are you doing today? Hey, Cody. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing really good. It's the end of the day here for me in India. And I'm just kind of like relaxing and settling down for a nice conversation with you. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to jump on and share everything you know about how to get traffic by not having to rely solely on Facebook ads like so many people are are panicking about. I'm really interested in your traffic source of choice because you use Skillshare to sell some courses and to generate more awareness of who you are and how you help people get results. And then I'm assuming at some point there's a bridge between that and your membership. So I want to I want to get there eventually. But first, just fill us in on the type of business that you have. What do you help people do? What kind of outcomes do you create for them? Okay, cool. So I am a watercolor artist. Um, and an online educator, and I'm also a paint maker, so I have a very multifaceted business. Uh, but in the online education space, I help watercolor enthusiasts gain the skills and mindset that they need to create confidently. So I teach online classes, I teach how to paint watercolors. On the watercolor side, is it so they can sell their art, or is it just for their own personal satisfaction, or more of a meditative, reflective thing, or all of the above? Like, why do people want to get better at at painting with watercolors? Um, so I, I don't teach it from the angle of making a career out of the out of it. Even though I have made a very successful uh, business out of it, uh, but I find that mostly people just want to, uh, especially with watercolors, because it's such a relaxing medium. At the very, uh, uh, you know, at the same time, it's also very challenging because it's water and people feel like they can't control it. Um, so it's a combination of that. People just want to sort of, uh, you know, step back from all the chaos of the world and they just want to sort of find relaxation in it. Um, and they come to me to learn that because they just want to do it in a non-frustrating way because it can get really frustrating. 
And is it for people who I haven't told you this yet, but I'm, I've, I'm a, I'm a closet artist. I don't know how to express oh. it, but I just love to draw. <laughs> I love to, I'm always drawing goofy stuff and comics for my kids or just something silly to make them laugh. I used to be in uh -huh. all sorts of art schools and summer programs and, but it's been so long that I don't do it now. I think I bought a canvas at a craft store here and it's been in my closet for 12 years. Cause I don't know the next step. I knew I needed a canvas and I bought one. And then I was uh -huh. like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what <laughs> paints or what kind of brushes or where would I even put this? Am I going to make a mess? Is there going to be toxic? fumes. Um, so is your membership for people like me that want to get into watercolor painting or is it for people that already use the medium and they just want to get better at it? Um, surprisingly, I thought I was I was going to attract the second kind because mm -hmm. um, I have a large following on Instagram and that is my primary source of presence on the internet where I market and where I position myself um, as a watercolor expert. Um, but, you know, I ended up attracting all sorts of people to my membership. I mean, I've mm -hmm. been through uh, two big launches and one small launch. And what surprised me is that people who are, you know, even complete beginners who have just no idea how to proceed with watercolors, uh, they've probably just looked at it or just tried it once or twice and they just, they just know that they want to do it, uh, but they have no idea how to proceed with it. Those kind of, uh, you know, like full beginners have also come to my membership. And at the same time, it's also people who are slightly experienced in it. Uh, they also have art accounts. They follow me on Instagram and they love watching my journey. Um, and they also are looking for uh, more guidance uh, and someone to teach them how to gain the skills that they need faster and in an easier manner. So yeah, it's yeah. both kinds of people. Very cool. Well, I'll, I'll save my personal interest uh, for later. I'll, I'll join your next challenge and take a look at that. I've always, it's something that I feel like I would really love if I got into it. And for me, part of it, this sounds kind of corny maybe, but I do it via building funnels. I try to put a nice element of design in the landing pages and the sales pages that I make where it's aesthetically pleasing and there's lots of white space. And so that same, mm -hmm. that same part in my, even how I make a PowerPoint or, you know, present some content, it's not the same as watercolors, but I do find that kind of uh, relaxing. I enjoy the process. I like when I'm done. I say, look at this. I made this cool thing. I've done it, I don't know, 11 times this morning because I made a new framework last night in Canva for a new program I'm going to sell. I text it to all my friends and like, look at this cool thing I made. And then they say, that's really nice and beautiful. And you're so good at this. And like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I bet if I got into watercolor or something like that, I would experience a lot of those same emotions. Um, so, so good for you on putting that together and helping uh, maybe aspiring future closeted watercolor artists like me, um, you know, get, make progress towards that. That's really cool. Thank you, Cody. I actually, uh, uh, I did pay attention to your design sense, actually. Uh, you just launched something new just uh, a couple of days ago, yes? Uh, yeah, your yeah. lazy launch thing, I suppose. Yeah, I call it the laid back launch, which is my take on, uh, oh, yeah. we've all heard like founding member launches and charter launches uh -huh. and foundational launches, and that's all fine. And so it's kind of my spin on on that yeah. of, a, of, a, of a low hassle way to launch stuff. And so I was having fun yeah, playing around with images and uh, yeah. creating a nice aesthetic that seemed that seemed laid back, that seemed not frantic. It's not this complicated framework. It's just like one or two pieces. And so what's, what would that design evoke if it's a kind of laid mm -hmm. back and, and not lazy and not, but not definitely not frantic. What, what would that be like? So anyways, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the creative. It, it was, it actually was really good. And I, I had no idea you were the one who was making it so cool. It's cool to know that. Yep. I'm a, I'm a one man show. I don't know if that's smart or not, but I, I do everything <laughs> my, myself. In fact, today I emailed my uh, ops manager and I said, Hey, here's my framework for this other program I'm working on. 
And uh, I guess get it to a designer and she replied and she's like, this looks fine. How'd you do that? And I was like, well, I did it in PowerPoint. I just <laughs> added a lot of white space and little elements to make it look like, I think a designer would make it better. I don't know how to use Photoshop and I'm really dangerous yeah. with Canva, but um, anyways, I, enough about, enough about how awesome I am. Uh, let's, let's talk about you. So let's talk about, um, I'm so curious on Skillshare. So for those of us that I've heard of it, I've never logged in. I don't have an account. I've heard it advertised mainly on podcasts. It sounds really cool. It sounds like a membership site where you can learn literally anything. I've kind of thought about getting on there. Like, well, I've got a bunch of free courses. I wonder if I could sell them for a price on a site like Skillshare, like how to set up your ad account or how to set up your Facebook pixel or how to set up your Facebook Mm -hmm. audiences. Like I have all these little how-to secrets that are either a a bonus in a course or they're part of a free course or a low ticket offer. And I've, I've never even thought about really putting it on a platform like Skillshare. So tell us what is Skillshare and how'd you find out about it? Well, like you said, Skillshare is an online learning platform and it, and it runs on the membership basis, like our memberships. Um, and uh, back in 2018, Skillshare invited me to be one of their ambassadors, which is basically their affiliates. Hmm. So you get people to join Skillshare and you earn $10 per person and they, w- they would get two months of free trial. But now they've cut it down to 14 days, but it was two months before the pandemic hit. Um, so that's how I found out about Skillshare. I, ha- I had already started teaching online in a very popular watercolor course called Watercolor Summit. I was invited to be uh, a teacher. And also on Instagram, I was uh, in the influencer zone because I think I had about 50,000 followers back then. And uh, Skillshare invited me to be the ambassador. And I was like, cool, I'll do it. I'd seen the ads a couple of times on YouTube. Um, and all I was doing was basically just funneling my people through my affiliate link and earning a side commission. Um, and one day I figured, you know, there are a lot of artists um, in my Instagram community who are starting to teach on Skillshare. And I've been, you know, teaching online and I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, seeing my students get those kind of breakthroughs and results in just one class and knowing that I am capable of giving that sort of breakthrough to people who are usually just so frustrated with watercolors, I thought it would be like a cool idea to jump on Skillshare. And so I just started teaching on Skillshare. So for those of you who are listening and who don't know if you have to like pre-qualify or something, literally anyone can join Skillshare and start teaching on it. Hmm. It's, you know, you don't even need any sort of approval from them. You don't need to get in touch with anyone. You can just jump, jump in, you know, just read their guidelines and just start uploading your videos and start teaching on Skillshare. And that's what happened. And it sort of exploded because it was like a low, low dollar entry uh, for my people who are wanting to learn from me because Watercolor Summit, where I taught a class over there along with seven other artists from around the world, that was a $250 course. And Skillshare was... I don't know, like $19 a month. I don't know how much it is monthly, but it was like a low ticket entry for people who were really, really dying to learn from me. Um, And just overnight, I think with my first class, I had 300 students. I just uploaded the class in the evening and I just went off to sleep because it was so tiring to do all of that myself. (laughs) (laughs) And the next morning I wake up and I see 300 students in my first class. And it was incredible to me. Um, and you can, you know, on the dashboard, you can already see just how much you're going to get paid and all that sort of stuff. That's how my journey in Skillshare started. I started uploading more classes and now I have 12 classes on there and close to 20,000 students. Wow. That's, 
That's amazing. That's such yeah. a cool story. And so your journey, it sounds like it's twofold. Number one, as an affiliate or a promotional partner for Skillshare, and you get paid mm-hmm. for that when you bring new people to the platform. And then you also sell your own courses on Skillshare. Now, when I did people pay money for your course or is your course free if they're a member? Does that make sense? How does, how does it work for yeah. clients of your course? So basically, they just have to become Skillshare members and they get access to like, what, 28,000, 30,000 classes on that platform. So there are a lot of uh, classes on all sorts of, you know, different things. In fact, Corey, there are like, there are a lot of classes on Facebook ads as well. Because when I wanted to learn Facebook ads, I just went and checked and there are tons of classes on Facebook ads. Um, So there's, you know, everything from design to animation to advertising to to ads, um, all sorts of stuff is there, but Skillshare kind of really heavily also leans towards design and art and crafts and that sort of stuff, especially after their rebranding in 2019 or early in 2020, I think. Um, So yeah, a lot of my ICAs, they spend time on Skillshare. So they just have to be a member and they can access any teacher's classes, however many times they want, um, as long as they're a member. That's really interesting. And it's okay if you don't know how their magical algorithm works. It's kind of in my head, like how do iTunes work or how does Spotify work or how does Netflix work? How do they pay their creators that are putting content on Mm. the platform? So do you get paid based on how many people take your course? Maybe they're taking a cut of their membership fee and their dues that they're paying and saying, well, this this many people interacted with your course. Do you have any idea how that works? I'm just really curious how you get paid on Skillshare. So we get paid uh, per minute watched. Gotcha. So the more, yeah, so overall, like I have 12 classes, uh, all of that together, the more um, members watch my minutes, is that even the right sentence? I don't know. The <laughs> know more they mean. watch my classes, uh, the more I get paid. Um, and it also like kind of varies, um, kind of, it, it was, it used to be six cents for a minute. Hmm. Uh, really but also because of their, uh, you know, how much they earn monthly. It's usually the what they tell us is they have like a monthly revenue and then they split it thirty uh, percent for advertising and then the rest of it between the teachers and the their own company. Gotcha. So that's what I heard from the latest that I had. You know, I was uh, listening to their presentation and the changes that they made after the rebranding. Uh, but basically, yeah, you and you also get access to like a whole dashboard which shows you uh, what's the total money that you've earned from Skillshare, your total number of students, how many minutes have been watched in total. And I can tell you mine has been, I'm reading and looking at it right now. It's uh, today is what, 22nd Jan and it's 721,000 minutes. Hmm. Amazing. So that's a lot. I don't even <laughs> know how many hours is that. Let me think about that. <laughs> That's crazy. That's really cool. So, uh, yeah. what about what about Udemy? Have you looked at Udemy as a model? Because I think they pay more. Like you get three dollars per course that they sell for you, or something like yeah. that. What's the difference? Have you looked into that or no? I have looked into it. Uh, um, the way Udemy works is different because in in Udemy you just buy courses, just one off courses. Gotcha. So let's say one of my courses at whatever ten dollars, and you can just buy one. Um, gotcha. And and I don't know how they what their revenue sharing uh, thing is because at the it's time not I much. was like really yeah it's not much but I was I I, and I was also kind of burnt out because I was also doing Skillshare I was selling my artwork and I also have my product company where I have to you know make paints and you know market it and 
train my team and all that sort of stuff. So I just sure. never found the time to do it on Udemy. But uh, the great thing about Skillshare is uh, they don't uh, restrict you in, uh, uh, you know, are putting the same classes that you have on Skillshare and other platforms, as long as you just don't put it out for free, like on YouTube. Right. So they're okay with uh, you putting the exact same classes somewhere else, um, as long as it's not free. And I could do that, honestly. I just, I think I'll just hire a VA to just edit all of my Skillshare classes and just put it on Udemy and all of these other places, like maybe LinkedIn Learning also, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, but something to explore for sure. So I've got two questions uh, about this and I'll probably come up with about 10 more. Uh, my first question is, what does Skillshare do to promote your course and get it in front of more people? Is I mean, now you've more established, you've got a lot of traffic, you're sending people there uh, on your own saying, hey, I've got this awesome course. If you wanna access it, it's really simple. Just go sign up for Skillshare, get a two, two week yeah. trial. Here's my link to go do that. And then you can access my course. So you're sending some amount of traffic, but do they have, they've gotta have some kind of search functionality where people are, are understanding your course or is it now based on reviews or minutes consumed and they put you on their front page of watercolor courses? What do they do to drive traffic for you? Yeah. So on the Skillshare homepage, you have, uh, you know, based on an algorithm, if your class is doing really well, it'll just come under trending. And also they have different categories, like for example, art, fine art. If you just go and click on one of those categories, then you will see trending classes in that category as well. Like featured fine art classes or popular fine art classes or trending fine art classes. And I've seen that a lot of my classes used to come in the trending classes when I used to just publish them. Um, so if your class is really new and your students, you know, wherever it is that you're driving traffic your Skillshare classes, if it's if you know they're responding really well, uh, then it'll just feature in the trending uh, trending classes. So that's how that's one of the ways that you know uh, you know other Skillshare students have found my classes, not necessarily you know just my Instagram following or my email right. list. Uh, another thing that they did, which was which came as a surprise to me, was in uh, 2019 they reached out to me and they said that we are going to make you a top teacher in Skillshare. So it is by their choice. You can't apply for it. It's just, they just pick you uh, based on certain things. I'm not completely sure what it is that made them uh, want to pick me as a top teacher because I didn't have a ton of classes. I didn't even have like hundreds of thousands of students that I know that other people have on Skillshare. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I think they kind of see if, you know, if you're like the leading teacher or a trendsetter sort of in that particular niche on Skillshare because it does cater to a wide variety of topics. Um, and they made me a top teacher. And I think it's helped because they featured some of my classes in their newsletters. Um, I've collaborated with them in a live workshop in December. They reached out to me for that. Um, so yeah, that sort of stuff. That's, that's awesome. And my second question is, and I, I did think of about 10 more. My second question is, uh, do you have, what's, what data do you get? Like if I sell a book on Amazon, I don't know who got mm -hmm. the book, but if you sell a class on, uh, on Skillshare, do you get their contact information and then you can sell them other stuff or what's, what's that like? Um, I don't think you can directly sell it to them. I do get to see my students and their email addresses, but I can't just, I can't simply copy that and just add them to my email list because technically uh, their Skillshare property. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So you can't really do that. So you have to be kind of um, smart and also, you know, make sure that you're not violating anything in funneling uh, my Skillshare students to um, my courses, basically. 
or my membership. So one of the ways that I do that is I just put my Instagram handle and I talk about um, uh, in each class, right? As soon as my class is done or even in the beginning of my class, I, I say that, hey, I'm so-and-so um, and I'm an artist and I have a product-based company called Blue Pine Arts. And at the end of the class, I'll just say, if you if you post this on Instagram, tag me. I'm at Trupti Kachini, or you can find out more information about me on my Skillshare profile. And you have your Skillshare profile, and you'll see all of your classes listed under there. You can even put your mailing list link over there or some external links. Uh, they allow you to do that on your profile. So these are some of the ways that you can drive your Skillshare traffic to your Instagram or your email list. So I started, because I use Instagram a lot for my marketing and for community building, I just funneled them to my Instagram and that's how they find out more about my courses um, and that sort of stuff. And then they jump onto my membership. Gotcha. So, okay. That, that makes sense to me. That's a little, uh, took the wind out of my sails there. I was getting about to, about to open up a Skillshare account right when we hung up, <laughs> but, and I still, I still should. Um, but that's a little bit, it makes total sense. Like I have no, no negative opinion about that. I totally get mm -hmm. that, but you can, yeah. like if I was teaching how to set up your Facebook ad account or how to write a conversion campaign from scratch, I would, I always do this anyways. I'm about to do it right now with you. I have a Facebook audience checklist that's just real quick. Mm -hmm. It's like 29 audiences. It shows you like 10 warm audiences, nine cold audiences, and whatever the math is, 10, 10 lookalike audiences you should make for every campaign. Go to mm -hmm. onehouradscom slash audiences to grab that. If I were, had that in the course, would that be a violation? Because now I'm jumping them off of Skillshare over to my lead magnet. So just don't do that. Like put it in my bio saying, hey, I've also made this audience checklist or I have this Facebook group that serves people like you that like courses like this in my bio. What is, what's more yeah. appropriate for their platform to grow a list? Yeah, it's a good question actually, Cody, because Skillshare has changed a lot since the last year. Ever since they rebranded, I don't know what changed in their company structure, uh, but they've gotten a lot more stricter. And I know that they are sort of also giving teachers strikes and taking down classes and sort of purging some of their classes. And there are sort of like theories about it. Now, don't let this discourage you from like, you know, going and teaching on Skillshare because it's still a great way to establish authority and establish expertise um, and have, I mean, if you provide real value, people are going to find out more about you anyway. Right. And they're going to come and follow you to your website or wherever it is that you want to lead them to. Uh, but I did, I do hear that, you know, uh, they don't want people teaching other people about how to make money. Um, I just read about it yesterday in a post on one of the Skillshare groups. Um, so there are new rules. Um, I don't know about much about that, but we do have to be kind of careful. They also don't want too much of, you know, self-promotion. They're very clear on, you know, you're here and you're supposed to give value to the people over here. But there right. are ways to do it elegantly because there is another artist called as Bonnie Christine. She is also one of Stu's top two, uh, uh, Stu McLaren's top students, by the way. She has a very, very successful membership. Um, and she is a teacher, a Skillshare top teacher as well. So the way I've seen her do it, which is brilliant, actually, uh, she has she made a class on uh, a particular topic. She's a surface pattern designer. So she said, you know, how to be inspired or like your your path to become a surface pattern designer from painting to digitizing to actually meeting, making the pattern. She taught a whole class on that. Tons of value. And then she said, if you want, you know, t uh, 12 months prompts on to keep you on track, then just sign with my link over here. And that is her lead magnet. Hmm. Yeah. 
So Got you it. see, it is, it's kind of, it's a combination of you provide value and then you have a little thing, just like a little extra thing that will make people want to come and sign up. So I think that's one way to kind of elegantly funnel people. But, you know, it's, it shouldn't be like you're there to just kind of mooch off of right. the audience there. You know what I mean? It, I mean, I think it has to be done elegantly. And every platform that people could use, I try to think of what's the point of that platform. And the point of Skillshare's mm -hmm. platform to them is keep people on here, keep them watching more hours, Absolutely. keep them taking more courses. So anything yeah. we would do that would redirect people off of their platform, it's the same with YouTube. And I, I don't have a lot on YouTube. Hopefully I'll have more this year. I, I get that they don't want me to be dropping lead magnets and seeing that when people click on Cody's videos within a minute, they click off of them to go to another landing page and they close YouTube. Oh. They start to... I, I, I'm assuming that's how their algorithm works. They want they want that yeah. to not happen. They want they want people to stay on YouTube forever. Um, so I get yeah. it. I totally get it. I and I as far as the make money stuff, I don't feel like I have a lot of make money content. I guess that's not true. Yeah. But that, that's more my events. I have a ton of tactical content, like how to yeah. uh, you know increase your opt in rates on a landing page, or how to build a landing page and click funnels in five minutes, or like I, I could teach all mm -hmm. sorts of stuff like that specific to my platforms of how to create an yeah. onboarding email sequence in Infusionsoft or the perfect onboarding email sequence and Infusionsoft, or I've got a lot of ideas for courses, which leads me to my next yeah. question. Tell me about your best or the best courses you've either made or the best courses that you've seen as it relates to the uh, volume of content. Like my YouTube buddy, Adam Earhart is like, Hey man, if you can make about 12 minutes of content, that's great. I'm like 12 minutes. I can teach this in two minutes. What's <laughs> the point? Like, why do I, I mean, I know, I know the point, but yeah. I don't know how to teach for 12 minutes about thought leader influencer stuff I'd rather show them here's how to set up your retargeting and do some testing and some reporting and i can do mm -hmm. that in a couple of minutes so back to skillshare are you talking how long are your courses are they hours and hours and hours because you get paid by the minute mm -hmm. which makes me think i should talk a little bit slower and have a little bit longer <laughs> videos because i want to rack up those six cent views yeah. what's the they what have you seen to that stuff, though. yeah but this they do pay attention to that uh you can't talk too slow and you can't even like you I don't think I mean I, I I know that someone else was trying this tactic and you can't do it after a certain point even like when you're editing you can't like slow it down after a certain point because <laughs> they're going to notice that and they're going to be like uh-huh we see what you're doing there that's funny <laughs> but um no uh, honestly Cody when I started teaching on Skillshare I had it was just a way for me to add another income stream because I'm all about diversifying income streams um and I love that. I love how beautifully it's worked for me because I have a product business. I also sell my artworks. And then I was doing Skillshare. And Skillshare was my main, one of my main, main deals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because it was, uh, at, at a point, it was giving, it was paying me around $1,200 to $1,400 a month. And at that time, I was like, whoa, dude, that's like a good, good money because I'm in India and it, it goes a very, very long way. Yeah. Um, and so, so how long is um, one of your main, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was getting to that point. Sorry. Okay. I, just, I dragged it out for so long. Yeah. So, uh, my first class is 40 minutes long and it's still my most popular class. Hmm. Um, it's got 4,330 students, but I've also had classes that are an hour, 13 minutes stops. Um, okay, no, wait, my longest class is one hour, 26 minutes, but I don't, I haven't gone beyond that, but I do know that, uh, you know, Photoshop and, uh, you know, all these design courses, there are classes that are like four hours, eight hours long, and they do really well as well. So it depends on your niche. It depends on, 
your target audience? How is it that they want to consume? Now, I know that there are a lot of artists teaching classes on Skillshare, especially watercolors. So yeah. I want to give my people quick wins. I don't want to keep them on really long because I want them to feel accomplished. I want them to see that they can make a painting in 40 minutes. And that, and that is with instruction. It really doesn't take that long as well. So that's what I, that is what I want my ICA to feel, uh, to know that it's not a big deal to make what beautiful watercolor paintings. It doesn't have to take you days and days. It's something that, you know, you can just do it really quickly and integrate it in your life. And that way they kind of follow me even more because they see really quick wins and quick results. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm joking about gaming the system or talking slow. I, I know in my business, no, I love no, I'm just... my, my main book. The main book I have is called one hour funnel. The secondary book is called one hour ads. Well, one hour funnel is about 70 pages. You could read it cover to cover in about 40 minutes, which for me is great. I want them to actually get the book and then read the book and think nice things about me and then buy my other stuff. And so doing things quickly is all a, a part of my brand. And another gentleman I spoke right. with on the, these, this interview series, uh, his name is Ben. He was talking about YouTube. He's big on YouTube. He, he teaches CrossFitters how to have better workouts and get ready for that. And he and I were just jamming. I think after we stopped recording, he said, why don't you do like how to do this complicated marketing concept in five minutes? Like just make that your yeah. YouTube strategy. And for me, I love that. I'm a busy dad. My wife works. I've got three kids. And if I want to know how to do something, like how do I integrate a Google domain yeah. with ClickFunnels? The main video I watch is about 18 minutes because the guy talks about the history of domains and when did Google get in the game and how do APIs work? And I'm like, I really don't care. I just know I got to scroll to 16 to get the content yeah. while he's serving me ads in his 20 minute video that's a one minute solution. So with, as it relates to Skillshare, I wouldn't rush through the content, but I have this saying that people pay for what they can implement. They don't pay to be yes. overwhelmed and stuff. So if, you're, if your course was 40 hours on watercolors, that as, might, as fun as that might sound from a revenue generator perspective for you, that sucks. Like they're not going to take it. They're not going to finish it. They're <laughs> going to think, I hate her courses. They're so complicated and long. I never get it done. I'm going to go take somebody yeah. else's courses who can help me implement. Is that kind of what you see with your courses? Yeah, because if I have to teach a long course, I might as well just film it and package it really well and sell it for $250 right. on my own on my own uh, platform, on my Kajabi, on my online school, right? Uh, but uh, now I see that Skillshare is acting as a lead gen for me, right? It's one of my... Uh, yeah, it's one of my lead generation magnets. And a lot, and I started noticing this because I only just wrapped up my second launch. And when I noticed new members introducing themselves uh, or when they chat with me, you know, during my launch uh, about why they're joining, most of them say that I've taken your Skillshare classes. That's where I discovered you. And I really, really love how you teach. And I found incredible progress in uh, your classes. And that's why I want to join your membership. Hmm. They, I mean, so I think it's a really smart strategy to have something really short, give them like a really quick win and give them a lot of confidence. And then you funnel them into your longer programs, like your membership or your longer courses. Because seriously, because it's, it is, it's an actually a very overwhelming platform, Cody. There are, there are more than 30,000 classes on there. People are overwhelmed with, you know, information overload every single place. And I really relate to what you said about YouTube, because if I want a quick fix for Adobe Illustrator, I pick out the shortest video. Like if it's a three minute video and it's going to solve my problem, I'm just like, give it to me. I don't have the time to you know, sit through like a 12 minute video, you talking and chatting about stuff because I need a quick win right now. Right. 
Um, so yeah, I think this strategy is working really, really well for me. And this is something that I'm going to lean heavily into in this year. Yeah, so cool. I've learned so much today. This has been such an interesting conversation for me and uh, truly something I've been curious about, don't know anything about, and you were really generous with your your tips and tactics. So here's what I've heard you say so far. You have several courses on Skillshare. You initially drove some traffic from your existing influence on Instagram and maybe your email list. They got traction. They got enough traction, in fact, that you were invited to uh, maybe get more featured on their homepages and their, you know, what's new and what's exciting pages which was a really cool bonus that might be hard to stumble into that thing. But you also make money from affiliate income of getting people to sign up for Skillshare. And then when mm-hmm. you deliver great content in your courses, they go follow you on Instagram and, and people will find you anyways. You're right. If you just uh, really impress them with your content, they're going to Google you or find you somehow. And then your Instagram yeah. influence grows. And then when you have some launch coming up or a free challenge or a paid challenge coming up and you can promote it on Instagram, then you start to make that transition from they found me on Skillshare. Now they follow me on Instagram. Instagram. Now they're in my challenge and now they might join my membership. Did I recap yeah. your customer journey a flow of how you use Skillshare to grow traffic to your offers? Is there anything else I missed? Yes. Oh yeah. I, I, I would uh, love to add another way that I do it actually uh, to my product-based business. Okay. So in my, uh, because I make watercolor paints as well as being a watercolor artist and teacher, I make the paints themselves. So we have a very boutique, uh, uh, renowned brand. Uh, where we make these handcrafted watercolors. And what I do is, which I really love that I do this, and I love myself for having this smart idea, (laughs) a bit of self-love moment over here, but I use my own art supplies in my classes. And I talk about it with real passion. And so what that does is my students watch me paint with this gorgeous, rich colors that they know are like handcrafted. They're so unusual, they're collectibles. And then I've linked my website on my Skillshare profile. So then they find me and then they follow me to my website and then become my customers over there as well. So really, they're just like going to two of my businesses. Brilliant. That's awesome. And you said your husband does ceramics. Is that right? Yes, and I use his ceramic palettes as well. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's all... in my in my part of the country, we call that double dipping. But you added a third, you're triple dipping with your Skillshare revenue, and actually you have your affiliate Skillshare revenue, and then you have your physical product, and then your husband's awesome ceramics as well. Um, it's really smart, and you have the recurring model. Um, you you built something really interesting, and it's, you should be really proud of yourself. I'll, I'll give you the Thank I'll give you the love as too. You got the self love. I'll give you love too. <laughs> very very interesting, Tripti. Thank you for sharing this stuff. It's really cool. Um, well, what would you what would you uh, recommend somebody do to if they want to get started on Skillshare? Um, we can put your link in the show notes and things like that uh, later. But what what's the good way to get started if people are thinking I'm going to try this? I've got the perfect business that would be really beneficial on Skillshare. Mm-hmm. What's their first step? Yeah, I would say first of all sign up for Skillshare. You have to be a member to become a teacher, um, and you can just sign up directly from their website or with my affiliate link, uh, whichever one suits you, and then. Just start, you, you can just go through their guidelines, make sure you stick to their guidelines and start putting up your content, split it up into bite-sized content because you need to um, make it concise and sort of consumable. So you can't just have like one 30 minute long class. It, it's really good to sort of split them into like five modules or something um, and just start publishing your classes on Skillshare and um, start driving some of your traffic to your Skillshare classes as well. Because I like giving my audience um, kind of like a buffet, you can say. So during my non-launch months, 
I will drive my audience on my Instagram or social media or wherever to my Skillshare because why not, right? And let them experience your expertise, your audience, which you already have, and then let them come back to your um, your other offers, your high ticket offers or wherever it is that you want to fund them. And it's not going to take you a lot of time to set up the class. Literally, I mean, it's it's so easy to set it up on Skillshare and just start populating your classes. Make sure that they get traction, uh, drive your people over there. And once it gets traction there, then the rest of the Skillshare, um, the community, right, they're going to search up. There's a search engine. It's a search engine also. So your class might pop in. You, you might get new people. And in your Skillshare profile, make sure that your bio includes your website, and just like a really simple join my mailing list for more updates and that sort of stuff. And that's it. You you just have diversified your reach to more people and experiment. I think it could be really great for people. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and then last question, where can people go to find out more about you? Um, yeah. So people can find out more about me on my Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. Um, I'm more present. I'm also, so my Instagram handle is at Trupti Karchini, just my full name. Um, And you can also find out more about me and my watercolor membership on www.thrivewithtrupti.com. Amazing. Cool. I'm typing those out, thrivewithtrupti.com. Cool. I'll put those links in the show notes. And if anybody wants to paint with watercolors, they should for sure look you up. If they want to get on Skillshare, I think you've been a big encouragement to a lot of us that can use that platform to grow our business and our influence and ultimately help more people, which is why I think a lot of us are in business anyways, is to help people make meaningful progress towards their goals. And Skillshare could be a really cool vehicle or mm-hmm. modality to help help them get there. So thanks again for taking the time. I'll let you wrap up your day officially. And uh, this has been super helpful. I'm really grateful for it. Thanks for having me, Cody. It was fun chatting about this. Thank you.